0: You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Reza and Alan Lee, right here on LA Talk Radio.
1: Excellent, guys! Welcome to the show. I'm Keith Raza. Uh, my trusty sidekick, Alan Lee, is in New York on vacation, so uh, all the other guys that uh, usually sub in weren't available. So I brought in RJ.
2: Oh no! Last on the list. <laughs> Last on the list.
1: <laughs> Uh, R- I am scared to say your name wrong on air. So why don't you like tell the folks your name? No,
2: Maybe. you got it right. R J. Signs. Okay, R J. Yeah, signs. Yeah, it's yeah. like stains without the T and signs, but spelled completely differently.
1: Yeah, yeah, excellent. R J. Opens up for me every now and then. and He's very, very funny, and I thought you would do perfect for this guest because you actually told me. Uh, you're a big fan of the guest that we're about to call. And mm-hmm. who's that? Eugene Merman Who's that guy? No. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's yeah, what yeah. you told me. No, I, I, I
2: love Eugene. Obviously, that's a he's a very funny comedian. Uh, I grew up watching him and like and Oswalt, and that's yeah. that's why I love stand-up comedy.
1: You know what's weird is um I've I've written uh Eugene's reps to do the show for like five years. They always say no. Yeah. And then I get a producer to do it. They say
2: yes. <laughs> It's the producers man that's the yeah. way way into it it's
1: like oh man i i'm not i don't know but uh but yeah so that's gonna be fun i i should probably uh mention some shit if you guys like the show you should subscribe rate and review and like us on facebook instagram at razor riffs uh sam the director he's like you gotta you gotta get the rose reviews up man you know and i was like anyways forget and uh then like i'm performing at the rec room along with rj Hey, in Huntington and Beach on August 24th, and you can buy tickets at www.recroomhb.com with Angelo Zarucas is headlining. So those are our shows we're promoting and now let's promote the guest that I'm about to call. Eugene Merman, guys. Um I love Eugene. He's headlining the Dynasty Typewriter in LA. Do you know where that is?
2: I do not know where that is at all. It's a very
1: cool venue. It's like a theater and there's a piano there. Ooh. Yeah. I want to go on Wednesday, July 18th. The typewriter in L.A. Uh, It's the Dynasty. And uh, he also has headlining shows this summer in Denver, Fontana, Colorado, Portland, Oregon, and Seattle. And Eugene Merman voices uh, uh, voices Gene. on bobs burger i thought his name was hugh gene on B- bobs burger too
2: no no it's just gene 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 um, gene yeah. belcher
1: yeah yeah but yeah, i thought it was i thought like that was part of like the joke because his name's hugh gene in and the...
2: you know i'm sure there's some connection there and i would be surprised if there isn't but that's so. a great
1: question we could ask Eugene. <laughs> we are,
2: we are just seconds away from finding out ourselves <laughs> yeah. there's no more mystery in the universe
1: yeah so uh, i'm excited and uh you know it's gonna be fun And uh, I got another email about all the other shows that I got. So, okay, so the 18th, he's in L.A. at the Dynasty Typewriter. Uh, The 7th of August, he's at Fort Collins, Colorado at Washington's. Uh, August 8th, he's in Denver, Colorado at the Oriental Theater. Uh, The 9th, he's in Portland at the Atlanta Theater. I wonder if Jafar is there. Ooh. That's cool.
2: Definitely a genie.
1: Yeah. And then the 10th, he's at Seattle at the Moore Theater. And he's the sub-pop 30th anniversary show. And he has a website at www.huginemerman.com. has Twitter and all that stuff. So it's going to be fun. I love Eugene, And uh I'm actually very nervous because he's actually one of my favorite comics. And uh, whenever I interview my favorite comics on the phone, <laughs> it always, like, I don't know. Like, I wish I could meet them.
2: Well, like, maybe <laughs> because maybe today is Friday the 13th, it's going to be, like, reverse bad luck. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, right. So, really, you know, it should yeah. be going wrong, but because everything's so spooky, hunky-dory, yeah. you know, you just might end up sounding okay. Yeah. All right.
1: That's true, right? It is Friday the 13th. And then I I got, I should have connected the phone. I'm not very good with these laptops. Or this isn't even a laptop. Though. It's
2: just technology in general.
1: You know they think people with Aspergers are great at uh, laptops and technology.
2: I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were you were pre pre technology teen. Didn't really get to use the laptops that much. So now now you're screwed. You're just like an 80 year old woman knowing her way around the internet.
1: <laughs> I'm not that old.
2: What's an Instagram?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds exactly like my grandma.
2: Oh, I thought it sounded just like you.
1: Yeah. Is this working it
0: it's hello
1: hey Eugene it's Keith Reza
0: hey how are you
1: I'm doing good thank you so much for doing it pal sure yeah I get uh, I get scared on doing uh, phone interviews because I have Asperger's syndrome so I can't like uh, you know read social cues very well over the phone so please don't hang up if it's bad.
0: I definitely won't hang up.
2: (laughs) Worst case scenario, just send some Morse code saying, like, please send help, and, like, maybe we'll be able to pick up on that.
0: (laughs) I'm sure we'll figure out something. Don't worry. Uh
2: Uh, this is
1: uh, my trusty sidekick, RJ. RJ's a huge fan of yours, too. I told him you were doing the show, and he was
0: like, I want
2: to do it. I was like, all right. I quit my vacation to come see do this interview, so I'm just
0: kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you can just go back, right? Or you were far?
2: No, no, it actually worked out perfectly. I was in Santa Barbara for the weekend, and it's like he's like, hey, you want to do this interview? And I was like, <laughs> well, of course. Uh, yeah, and now tonight I'm getting on another plane, so just uh, great. perfect little intermission.
1: From where? Sounds excellent.
2: <laughs> oh, from where? Oh yeah, no, I'm uh, going to be going to the East Coast, uh like the Outer Banks area. You know where that is in North Carolina? Yeah, huge H- oh, kind of actually?
1: Yeah, Eugene's in New York right now. Oh, that's... No, I'm
2: in Massachusetts. Oh, really? Oh, very fun. I love yeah, Massachusetts. Right, where love where yeah. in Massachusetts?
0: I'm on Cape Cod.
2: Oh. Ooh. Ooh. I uh, my sister lives in uh like Wenham in Beverly, like that area. So every okay, now and again, you Yeah. Yeah. Kind of just like, I think, uh, 15, 20 miles north of Boston, but really nice area.
1: Eugene okay. yep. in all your albums, you always, uh, you always mention like, uh, performing in Boston or Chicago and stuff. Do you, do you prefer performing in that area a lot more than in the Pacific? I know no, doing... no,
0: not at all. Actually, I well, I, I'm from Boston, so probably just that's where things had happened to me. Uh-huh. And then I one album I recorded in Chicago, and another one I recorded in Seattle. Uh-huh. Um, so, and then maybe some in New York, and then I think a few in New York.
1: Yeah, and you're doing L.A. on Wednesday. I, I'm I'm going trying. I'm trying to get a work off so I could go because I I've always wanted to see you live.
0: Well, great. Yeah. Wednesday would be a good time.
1: Yeah, because that's when you're and where I'm at. There, you know? yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, so. Do you also do recording for like Bob's Burgers and stuff in like New York East Coast area, or do it do it in L.A.? I used also? to
0: do it in New York, but actually now I record in Boston because I'm I'm near I'm close. That's closest to me. But we record all together on an ISDN line. So I call in from Boston. Other cast members call in from New York, and others are in L.A. So we all do it together at the same time from those three cities.
1: Oh, that's cool. You do it on the phone, kind of like this?
0: Uh, well, on ISDN line, so it's like, so it's instantaneous. Yes, it's like a super high-end phone, like yeah. good enough to record audio to broadcast.
2: Oh. When I was doing post-production, video production stuff, we would do that if we had voiceover work and someone was in Chicago or something. So it's just like crystal clear audio as if you were here in the studio talking on the phone, but obviously you can have, obviously, the benefits of that, you know, yeah. comics, uh, actors all over the globe.
1: So have you yep. have you met all your uh, Bob's Burgers co stars, or you just talked to them?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We <laughs> I, I've actually known many of them for, and Lauren, who created the show, for 15, 20 years. Yeah, oh,
1: that's cool. Because my adopted uncle is Patrick Warburton. He does a lot of voiceovers, and he told me uh-huh. when he, he told me when he did The Emperor's New Groove that he never met David Spade, and then he did like a show with him ten years later.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I think that for us, I mean, we do a show every week and we've done it for, you know, however many years. So, you know, we don't, I don't always meet every guest star that's on the show, but in terms of the main cast, we see each other all the time. Oh, that's pretty
2: cool. Yeah, and there's always press tours and stuff in like, you know, every now and then a convention or something, so.
0: Like Comic-Con. Yeah, we're going to Comic-Con. I'm actually doing the show in L.A. because I'm going to be in Comic-Con for Bob's Burgers the following week.
2: Oh, Oh,
1: really?
0: Uh, Or that, actually, the following day. Yeah, yeah.
1: Is, that, is it the LA Comic-Con or the San Diego you know, Comic-Con? No, the,
0: the San Diego one.
1: Oh, that's a great Comic-Con, man. Everyone's every yeah, there. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah. I, uh, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to go to those all the time.
2: And, uh, Not so awesome. much anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't
0: gone till Bob's, but uh, I do, but I love it. It's, yeah, I love going there.
1: Yeah. Do you, do you like uh, other comics or do you just like do it because you like Bob's and you're on Bob's?
0: Well, I mean, I have, I mean, it's, Part of it is we go for Bob's, but I love comic books and I love sci-fi and fantasy. So, you know, I collected comic books as a kid and still read a lot of graphic novels and stuff now. Um, so, yeah, so I, you know, for me going to Comic-Con is super fun. Like, I, I adore going. Yeah.
2: So I guess the real question is, did you like Infinity War?
0: I did like Infinity War. <laughs> That's some offensive. people get mad at it for some reason?
2: No, I just, I I loved it. I just thought it was an yeah. obvious, like, yeah, if you like comics, I'm sure you have some opinion yeah, yeah. about that movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I did. I loved Infinity War. And I saw, last night I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, and that was great.
1: Oh, that was great?
0: I liked the first one. It was a fun romp. Yes. Yes. It is a good romp.
1: Uh, I liked the Spider-Man one with Toby Maguire. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that one just yes. came Is out, right? Yeah, that the original. Was that sort of the one that came out in the early 2000s? Yeah,
1: I thought that one was yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Eugene, have you ever thought about making like uh with your stand-up a comic book,
0: you know? Huh? Um, not specifically, no. Uh. I mean, no, I mean I I don't, you know, I've never really I've or I've barely written scripts and I don't exactly know how to write a comic. Um, so I've I've used like paintings and illustrations in my stand-up but i've never done illustrations of my stand-up
1: yeah well because the reason i asked that is because like when i was a kid when i started doing stand-up you were like one of the first uh comedians actually i don't know if you know this but uh you you did like skits and you put them on your website yep. com, and you yep. song, uh, sung, like songs you know what i mean like blister in the sun yeah and all. yeah.
0: i had like a the I had the a sort of a flash animation of me as a baby singing classic rock songs yeah and i also had videos this is also before youtube so there wasn't really a place to share videos so i exactly made little videos and put them on my website yeah
1: yeah and uh your website when i was uh in high school it was like my favorite website because it was just so funny and you had like all these videos like a uh, uh, sex advice mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a sex sport and stuff so what I'm saying is, yep. like, you could take that exact same format and use, you know, your jokes in it. I think it would be hilarious.
0: I'll I'll, I'll take it under consideration.
1: I'll I'll start the GoFundMe and pitch in.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> curious
2: you. about the market for people who's reading a comic book saying, you know, what this needs stand up
0: comedy. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> that would be the best yeah. comic book ever.
0: Too too much crime solving, <laughs> not enough observation. <laughs>
2: These illustrations are too colorful. Let's yeah. just take it down to a minimal theater.
1: And then I, I love your album. Um, God is a twelve-year-old boy with Asperger's, and I just tell everyone I was the twelve-year-old boy he was talking about, so I could feel like we <laughs> connected.
0: You know, it would almost time out, <laughs> but I, but not, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. So, but I don't have like religious views like that. Like, like
0: that. Right. Out. Right. Yeah. Sure. Right. You. Well, I don't know that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know that he was religious. I think he just was, I think, reasonably confused why I didn't accept him as my god. <laughs>
2: Certainly that is some form of religious view. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. I guess it's a very broad religious interpretation where your are god.
1: Yeah. Now, Eugene, uh, you're, you were born in Russia. Russia. Uh, do you ever go back to do comedy out there?
0: Um, I haven't been back. I thought about that. I wanted to sort of do a documentary and go back, you know, years ago. But I, I, I actually haven't since I, you know, I came here in 1979, and I actually haven't been back to Russia since. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, no, yeah, it'd but, be interesting. Yeah,
0: because there's also, not a lot it's of sort comics. of a lawless country, so it's it's you know I don't know. And considering
2: the day. current political climate, even the stuff that come out today, even uh, you know Russia's a yeah. kind of taboo
1: right. place to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but I still think it'd be cool to see like a Russian. Community. Yeah, no,
0: it'd definitely be yeah cool, and it'd be really interesting. I'd, yeah, I just happened to have not gone.
1: And then you could put it in a comic book.
0: There you go. <laughs> I'll think about it.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to me after this interview, pal. I don't make a lot of money, <laughs> yeah. but I promise you I'll pitch in.
0: <laughs> Great.
1: Yeah. So, uh, RJ, what else is going on in the land of RJ and Eugene?
2: Oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, I was just thinking, of, like, uh, you know, Eugene, like, uh, you, you going around uh, mostly the East Coast lately this last summer for stand-up. Is that something that you're up to?
0: Um, well, I'm, I'm doing a few shows in the, well, like I'm doing a show in Fort Collins and Denver, and then I'm doing like Seattle and Portland and then LA. I'm, I'm mostly actually home this summer, but I'm sort of taking some trips with my family and then timing some shows around that. Um, uh, or, or have like, you know, for, for Seattle, Sub Pop is having their 30th anniversary. And so the cast of Bob's Burgers is going out for that. And so I added a show, um, in portland as well because i'll be on the west coast
1: so we we actually have a, a sidekick sidekick who, who's actually in new york right now who co-hosts the show with me and he's like the hugest ron lynch fan and he wanted me to ask you a ron lynch question
0: Do you know? sure i adore ron lynch yeah. and i'm <laughs> very happy to answer any ron lynch questions
1: yeah but i mean he's not here so it's gonna like sound weird if i ask it you know what i mean but like he has like a huge obsession with ron lynch Sure. Yeah.
0: I'm happy to fail at answering it as well. That's <laughs> yeah. why I don't mind if you ask me.
1: Oh, he, he... Okay, he like, he just said that, like, he loves Ron Lynch and, like, he goes to the Steve Allen Theater to see him all the time, and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, Ron, like, always ignores him or stuff, and, like, I think it's borderline stalking, you know what I mean? and uh, Okay. And then I was like, well, there's just a time when, you know, it has to click. You know, kind of like your joke? Yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... I was trying to cheer him up like that. Say I can't do it oh, okay. if he's out there.
0: So it sounds like you don't you just have a Ron Lynch related story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. that that's what he has. Yeah. yeah. A Ron Which Lynch why, anecdote. Yeah,
0: so it sounds like you're yeah, you know somebody who stalks Ron Lynch.
1: <laughs> yeah, but if <laughs> if you want to know the real question, the question is does Ron uh smell good? So that's why I think I'd say
0: so, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be that'd be offhand I would say yes. <laughs> though, 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 to be honest, I don't have a specific memory.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't want to like ask it because it's like, yeah, you know,
0: right, right. You wanted to, right? You still so perverted. Enough, you wanted to lead up with <laughs> details, and now the question, you know, falls into place.
1: Exactly. Um. But, yeah. His hair, you know, like it's like, uh, does he smell good or not? I
0: don't know. And that yeah, was, yeah. That was run, Alan's run, question. Run smells both good and classy.
1: Yeah.
2: I feel like you have to work hard to smell bad, anyways. So it's it's kind of an easy question.
1: It's actually a good point. You have to work hard to smell bad, like not shower. Yep. yeah,
0: Yeah, that should be the tagline of something. I just don't know what. <laughs> it's actually the
2: name of my comedy album coming out. You got to work hard to smell bad. Uh-huh. Available good. exclusively in my backyard. All right, <laughs> Eugene,
1: you just released a, a album last year. Like, you're like one of those guys who just like releases a whole bunch of albums. Are you gonna like how many? Like, what's your goal? Like, Louis C.K. has like, I don't know a new hour every year. Right.
0: Um, you know, so yeah, I released a special and an album maybe 2-3 years ago. Um I I'm re- you know right now sort of, you know, doing shows and writing stuff. You know, I don't have i I don't have a specific goal. I'm not trying to do, you know, a new hour every year or 2 years or whatever. So for me, you know, when I sort of had more time in certain ways and was more doing more stand up, but, you know, I'd, they'd come out a little more frequently right now. I'm basically writing new stuff and hope sometime, you know, in the next year or year and a half or something to do another album and special. Yeah.
2: And in doing all this different stuff, obviously in the last decade in the entertainment industry, uh, is stand up still, what, would you describe that as like your, your favorite passion or is that, where is that taking place
0: now? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've always sort of loved, doing different things, you know, maybe nine years ago or so I wrote a book. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I definitely, like, think of myself as a comedian because it's something I've done the longest in, in sort of do the most. But I also, like, Bob's Burgers is really fun to do. Um, I love, you know, I had a podcast for a while called Hold On um, that right. was really fun. That was sort of interviewing people, telling stories. Um, so, so, so I don't know. I think it's doing each of these different things that's really fun but I, you know, I do adore stand up.
1: Yeah. It seems like comedy like is going more towards the podcasting, you know what I mean? Like there's comedians who do shows and then they'll do a podcast after the show. Like a live
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, it seems like there is a lot well podcasting I think I mean it's it's fun. Radio in general is fun. Yeah. Um and that's a pretty fun way to have you know, if you can have a format and a way to joke around, you know, it's it's then you know talk to friends it's pretty enjoyable well, it's thing a to way do. to
2: reach the most people in a specific time you know i mean podcasting yeah. you can reach thousands and thousands of people all at once you know stand up you can only fill so many people in that theater at that exact moment in time but yeah I sure. mean, it's great to see you know stand up people do a whole festival you know just for that podcast so it's just like those you know it's a panel of five comics now and it's a podcast on the internet you can just listen to again and again Speaking mm-hmm.
1: of speaking of festivals, did you know that there's a festival named after you?
0: I did, yeah. Oh. I think I did it as a joke and then kept doing it.
1: <laughs> I was like, "That's pretty cool." Like,
0: yeah. I'm pretty sure he had yeah, something actually, to do we with did that the one. Last one actually, this last like a year, um, you know, last September, and we filmed it and we were making a sort of a documentary about the festival.
1: Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. so that was actually your idea.
0: the eugene merman comedy festival i hope so (laughs) no uh yeah essentially i mean it was sort of a joke i said to a friend that i produce a lot of stuff with and i think i was it was after a show and it was me her and mike Berbiglia, and we were joking around and i said i was going to do a eugene merman comedy festival and then sort of months later we kind of decided to actually do it as a joke and then it was really fun and we just Basically, kept doing it for a decade. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that,
1: that's awesome. The, the reason why I know about it is because, like, I'm I'm a struggling, you know, feature comedian. You know, so I, it's hard to when you're a feature, it's hard to get work because you know you only get the 20 minutes. You know what I mean? So you can't really grow. And they have sure. all, they have all these festivals that you submit to, and that's where the features mostly get their work. And that the Hugh G Merman Festival came up, and I was like, oh my god, I wonder if Hugh G Merman books this. You know, and I just yeah. never. And everyone's like, You should yeah. ask him I was like, I doubt he doesn't even know it's his you know.
0: <laughs> no, I definitely knew about it. I mean basically it was a festival that was me and largely friends and, you know, sort of a joke and I mean meaning it was real shows and stuff.
1: Yeah. But right. like the
0: festival was basically, you know, a group of friends putting on these different shows is, is, is largely I think You know, eventually we had, you know, there were comics. We had friends helping book it. Um, So there were comics that I didn't always know, but largely it was just people we knew. So it's not like anybody would come in who, like, nobody would submit to it. Or I think people would try, but it didn't. It just wasn't. We didn't have, like, a talent scout.
1: No, I I didn't mean it like that. I just meant, like, your career in the comedy industry is so huge that, you know, they made. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Kind of like Emo Phillips, you know what I mean? Like, they have a thing for him, and I don't think Emo has anything to do with it.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. He might. I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So, but, yeah, that's what the internet, the internet's scary. You ever, like, Google yourself and then, like, it's just weird.
0: I haven't in a long, long time, which I think is probably for the best. Because either you'll find something that's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Or you'll find something weird and be like, well, it's too bad I'm aware of that now. Yeah. yeah. I, I just Luckily, also, social media exists, so people can just write weird things to you. Yeah, Googling right yourself is
2: like the Schrodinger's cat of the 21st century. It's like, you know, it's out there, but if I don't see it, then it doesn't exist. So That's,
1: that's true. Yes. I just Googled myself, and I said, Keith raises, uh awkward, says Eugene Merman. I was like, how do they know this? <laughs>
0: That sounds very
1: unlikely. Oh, excellent cool
0: That's some fake news, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm very like uh, like phone interviews
2: and like uh thank you for not hanging up.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. I would never hang up. We will
2: we will reassure you fine. every 5 minutes that this is a good yeah, decision. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But uh I interviewed uh Larry Miller and uh, Larry Miller's, like, one of my favorite comics, you know what I mean? And uh, it's like, oh, my God. But he did on the phone, and I was watching the New York Knicks greatest basketball games the night before, and Larry Johnson hit that four-point play, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I accidentally called him Larry Johnson, and he, like, never wanted to talk to me again.
0: <laughs> but did he keep talking to you?
1: Oh, he was talking more to Alan. <laughs> no. Uh, so.
0: that's a strange go. read of the situation yeah yeah I'm am, I am happy, happy to talk to both of you equally where at the end you won't know who I talk to more ah
2: excellent uh, thank you so much Eugene Johnson
0: <laughs> oh dang it <laughs> not a problem
2: hey, do
1: you have any uh, advice because like I'm single and I don't get a lot of um, girls and I'm on tinder and I don't get a lot of swipes do you have any advice on how I get swipes
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I I. I have been dating uh, or i mean i'm married now but my wife and i've been together for a while so i never i haven't used i've never used any of those apps um so so like i don't know i mean i get the principle of it yeah um but i don't know maybe there whatever's in your profile is off putting or not i don't know i don't know which way you swipe swipe to (laughs) um to get approval
1: i think right is approval and left is down approval i don't
0: know okay well then i get a lot right of laughs and see what happens i don't i don't really <laughs> know yeah but maybe uh, maybe good get a uh, get off tinder and get out in the world
1: <laughs> but now like i took I, your i, I took far. your sex sport advice and i tried to cover myself in glass when i was a kid and like my family's like what is what is he doing
0: Oh, yeah, that was, that joke was mostly uh, things you shouldn't do. The video most things you shouldn't do.
1: Yeah, but I didn't know that. I you know, I
0: know I, know. I know. I didn't realize it was watching it. Yeah. And then interpreting it quite literally. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, don't do that. Yeah, maybe go to a place. Maybe go to a quiz night. I don't really know. <laughs>
2: quiz night. What do the kids call it nowadays? Uh, test day. Yeah, go to day. a bar,
0: pub quiz. Go to a pub quiz.
1: Yeah, That'd be cool, a quiz night. Do they have that? They
0: so got like trivia nights. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a yeah, kind yeah, of a trivia night. T- yes, <laughs> right. I guess trivia night is what I mean. I don't actually mean a quiz <laughs> uh, where you could fail. Test <laughs> test <laughs> evening. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. A night of SAT prep yeah. <laughs> and beer. That would be
1: fun. I mean, I don't know.
2: I, <laughs> I've got yeah. a trivia night or two. It's a fun time. It's it's, it's lighthearted. So it's like, hey, uh, who is uh, Keith Rays' favorite comic? And you got to run to the front and say Larry Johnson, you know, with a little piece of paper. <laughs> Uh, that's funny it's a good time uh kind of on the same topic of dating i'm I'm curious uh in this day and age and the culture and the climate uh where do you feel like uh your comedy or just comedy in general is moving
0: um well i think in general comedy and i think i thought this sort of You know, when Trump was elected, I I think to a degree comedy is moving in, you know, two directions together, which is some of it is becoming much more political and some of it is becoming, you know, much more silly. Right. Um, and, And I think they sometimes intertwine and sometimes they're, you know, totally unrelated. But I think that, you know, it's very hard to avoid... Uh, you know, th- th- not not that you would try to avoid the news, but like meaning it's so ever present that I think that sometimes it's, you know, you want to engage in and, and and make fun of stuff or joke around, and then other times you want to just make some silly thing right. that you know is is uh, kind of like a, a breather.
2: Yeah, sometimes and that's what I'm kind of curious about. I mean, obviously, you know, between, you know, politics, uh, the political discourse, people having completely different extreme opinions on uh the the you know, epidemic of terrible male entertainers that are, you know, being terrible sexual abusers, like all this stuff, sometimes you want to poke fun at it and go directly at it and sometimes you kind of just want to say, "Hey, let's forget about this bullshit. Like, let's be let's be silly. Let's be fun." Um, so it's kind of, I totally get what you're saying. Like it's kind of crossroading sometimes, but you know, ultimately do you feel like comedians have, um, a responsibility to address these, these difficulties in our culture?
0: Um, well I think it depends on what the type of comic is. So like if you do political stuff, you should totally do it. But if you're like, I don't know, it's like saying like, what are the, what are the things that mime should mime? Like does a mime have to mime? Uh, about wind or is it okay for a mime to mime about ropes and houses i'm strictly a box um, mime okay uh, I, I just stick mean to like my uh box. you know if political comics should absolutely engage it and i think that engage whatever like they want to talk about trump or um you know gender issues or any of that um and then if somebody is like does sort of like absurd stuff or or even just like you know does a lot of I like com- like family comedy. You know what I mean. There's, yeah. there's there's some comics who like intentionally have acts that you know appeal sort of across politics and across um, you know age groups. So I think it depends on what you're making.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, and to- some
0: things also touch upon both those things. You know, like you'll have shows that aren't explicitly you know about a political issue, but they definitely take a moral side. In terms of gay marriage or or whatnot
2: Right, I mean even take for instance Bob's Burgers, like that's a very Silly, fun-loving, musical Family show, and sure Like every now and again, like there's a a clear uh, Direction as to where the show Aligns itself on the political Spectrum, but it's not, that's not what The show is about
0: Exactly, I think the show is intentionally Inclusive and gender positive And, you know, warm And and, and sort of family-ish um and then at the same time yeah it's also just these stories so so i think the i think that's sort of what i think about comedy in terms of anything can choose what it is or how it wants to be because you know it'd be like you'd never tell a musician to i mean people tried like when bob dylan went from being political to writing other stuff people got mad at him but that's you know right. i think ridiculous
1: yeah i had a question about bob's burgers because there's there's some episodes where you sing in it like yeah yeah is that i know <laughs> but like i mean i just don't know but like is that like because you know your voice acting is that considered like the same type of contract when when you're singing
0: like, yes yeah, so i've yes um anything you do for the show is part of the thing you do for the show but okay. for me i actually am sort of tone deaf and can't sing and have no like rhythm yeah and so the way that we record it is that Lauren uh, Bouchard, the creator, will basically sing a sentence and then I'll repeat it because I'm a pretty good mimic. So I can repeat each sentence. And then we do it, and then they kind of stitch it together to be a song.
2: That's perfect. Um,
0: but, uh, but you know, we've done it now for so long that, you know, we have we have a system, and it's really fun to do. Mm-hmm. But I sing about as well as an 11-year-old who can't sing. In fact, he sings better than me because it seems like he has rhythm.
2: So yeah. I guess the real question is, if they ever do a live-action Bob's Burgers musical, you would or would not want to be the star of Gene on stage singing? That was
1: actually the question.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: I see. So, uh, I mean... Is it a musical for film or is it a musical? A live, pro- uh, on let's stage? say, live production. A live production that's like repeated over and over. Probably, then someone else could do it. If it's a one-off, <laughs> I would love to meet the challenge.
1: Ah, uh, one time and then be like, ah, eh, I'm over it. Someone...
0: <laughs> no, just one time is like an enjoyable experience. Doing it every day is you're also you're asking me if I would like to do theater, and the answer is not really. Yeah, yeah. like would I like to do a show? Like you know eight times a week Uh, in a theater, not, not particularly, but I get that you think of it as singing based. I think of it as, as sort of everyday time based.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a large amount of time that you have to do.
1: You like, you like uh, performing a lot in like uh, music clubs and then, I do, yeah. Yeah. like uh,
0: Yes, that's mostly... Well, I think in general, like, you know how you were talking about, like, a feature can do this or that? Yeah. And this is what they have. Like, I never went through any of that kind of world. I sort of found it all difficult, so I would always create my own spaces and put on my own shows and sort of promote them. So I always found that much easier, um, though I definitely tried, like, would try to do clubs, and then sometimes it was just like, it seemed like so inconvenient in some places would be like calling your avails and then i'd never hear from them and i was sort of like this is pointless it's much easier to just organize everything yourself um so yeah so so out of that kind of came you know sort of music booking agents and and touring spaces that were you know basically rock clubs but the truth is i also think that like stand-up comedy you know, outside of sort of like the late '70s to the very early '90s, most stand-up comedy happened in the in like theaters and cabaret spaces and mixed venues. Right. You know, it was really comedy clubs were sort of a thing of the '80s, and there's you know way less of them now, but still, but tons of comedy now.
1: Yeah, but like it seems like your venues like that's that's the audience for you. You know. Yeah. what I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. Part of it was also like, why don't I go to the place that people who would want to see me are going to anyway? Exactly. You know, because a lot of people. I mean, I've had lots of people be like, "Oh, I'd never seen a comedian before." I think that when I began comedy, it sort of was dying, and then it had a real big resurgence as it has today. But in the sort of late nineties, early two thousands, people were you know thought of stand up as something that like happened in front of a brick wall that was sort of insincere.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
2: So then how did you start approaching those fans in the in that time who hadn't seen stand-up comedy? You just said, "Okay, I'm going to do a show now at a music venue and you're well, here and here am I?"
0: Well, I mean, some of it was I was opening, you know, I opened for Stella, which was Michael Lee and Black David Wayne and Michael Showalter. I toured with them a lot. I toured with some bands. You know, I'd done some stuff on TV and then I put out an album and sort of did a tour in those venues. But also, um, you know, in general, I did, you know, tours with friends in very small places. So, like, you know, there'd be three of us who'd been on TV in some capacity, Mm -hmm. you know, performing in, you know, Baltimore in a 100 or 200 seat room. And so it was, you know, you only needed to get a certain number of people to sort of start getting it going. And then as I was on more stuff, it was a little bit easier to get people to come out.
1: Yeah. Uh, that That's the great thing about TV is, you know, people will, you know what I mean? They'll be like, oh, i seen that guy from TV. But, like, see, I know you from your I mean, you that's from the your same standard. about
0: anything where they would be like, I know that guy from a thing I like. Yeah. yeah. So you just have to make stuff people like. And actually, the truth of it is, the website that you were talking about, a lot of it was that for a very long time. It was people literally seeing my website or seeing videos online, you know, because yeah. before, for a long time, even when I had been on TV... You know, being on TV twice doesn't really get people to go to <laughs> right, anything. Right, But videos going viral, you know, before that sort of existed it, um, is really helpful.
2: Yeah, there's like a pre-internet boom where like if you had an Adobe fa- Flash like module where you could put that into your website like yours and you could get viral. Like that, you were one in a hundred for that year. Like no one else, like the Uga Chaga Baby and Homestar Runner were like the only other things like yeah. going off – you know, so that's that's a that's definitely something. And nowadays, everyone goes viral. Everyone gets you know millions of views. But what does that mean when everyone gets it? You know,
0: I mean, if you can get a million views, my guess is it's still helpful. And I bet maybe that helps you bring forty people, or a hundred people, or two hundred people. I mean, oh, there's plenty of YouTube yeah. stars filling rock venues, um, who are you know sort of people in their twenties playing music and stuff.
1: Yeah, and then so, like I
0: don't know. I mean. I'm sort of a fan of, I mean, you know, a fan of the idea that you can kind of make things and get them out there and and get people to come to stuff by, you know, sort of relentlessly trying to figure it out. Yeah.
1: Uh, I have a question. Like, do you see, like, how all these, like, YouTube stars, how they're, like, they have all these followers and stuff, and then, like, you see them play comedy, and they don't know what they're doing? Like, do do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of...
0: I've heard it because I I don't have, um... Uh, meaning, I have friends who've taken their kids to see stuff and like like meeting like YouTube stars in like a 2,000 seat theater who kind of do these sort of I don't know, it sounds like ha- half skit ish shows. Yeah. Um But it you know, there I think that the things that the kids like is a sort of is like kind of the personality or the connection to these YouTube stars and the you know I, I think it's just a different thing that they want.
1: Yeah. D-
0: but um, they're they're not necessarily going to see. I mean, also, they're, I don't know, 12 years old and yeah. seeing but that, uh, what, to me, probably would seem sort of like nonsense, but maybe isn't. I have no idea.
1: Well, see, that was my... That was, like, the next question is because, like, these kids are seeing it. Do you think that that's killing their mind for comedy on what comedy is? You know what I, mean? I doubt
0: it. I mean, you know, we we all had... I don't know, like Sesame Street. A lot of random, like it's like I, you know, I don't know, like a lot of random movies when we were kids that were <laughs> probably terrible. Well, it's like uh, you know,
2: you grow up eating hot dogs, then you have a steak one day. You're like, where the hell has this been? This is amazing. Yeah. So you yeah, know, you so get... I
0: don't. I mean, yeah, lots of people. You know, lots of kids like new kids on the block when they're kids, and then when they grow up, they're just sort of like, oh, actually, I think I like the Rolling Stones more now. Yeah. <laughs> so so I I, I don't. I think like I don't know I don't I don't think it matters I think also in general the goal is to find the audience that'll like you right so if an audience likes some weird YouTube thing I don't think that sort of matters because what you're really trying to do is find the people who you connect with not trying to get people to not connect with a different thing
1: Oh, that's great
0: that's pretty solid yeah sure
1: Are you going to write another book? You should write, write another uh, book.
0: I'll probably write another book at some point. Yeah, that's my hope. Uh, I, I think was, he's going to write a, or,
2: a stand-up comic book. That's what I heard.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, probably the only thing, that's probably the thing I won't do, but I will probably write <laughs> another book at some point and hey, and, and uh, you know hope to start working on it in the next few years.
2: At least we have a recording of you saying this is the only thing I won't do. Yeah. And so when it does happen, well, we'll like
0: I, said, I added the word probably. Uh, you're I'd right. That's to, true. That's true. I'd hate to change my mind <laughs> and then have been wrong about a fairly not big deal thing. Yeah.
2: yeah. Then you'd be wrong, and you'd have a weird comic book with stand up in it. So. <laughs> yep.
1: Um. Yep. Yeah. But that would be that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I had another. Oh, the thing I was because in your comedy, like, uh, like I don't want to say the company names because I don't know if you're at peace with them and stuff. But you've. I done... mean,
0: I, 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 both am and happy to talk about it. And I don't care.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, well, like Delta Airlines and stuff. You know, where you would, you have a joke where you pass out your CDs and like there would be a card that says F Delta Airlines or something.
0: Oh yeah yeah, I had like a postcard. I feel like I sent them. I mean, I handed out. Like around twenty thousand postcards at various shows. (laughs) Um,
1: Did they ever like
0: doing this bit? I never heard from them. In fact, the only time I ever heard from them is that I got a call. It was sort of after that time. I can't remember how long, like after that bit, but maybe like like half a year, a year, two years, somewhere, somewhere in like a kind of reasonable range where they called about doing an interview for their, like, I think they had a comedy issue of their in-flight magazine, and I kind of was like, oh, maybe we'll get to talk about this, and then they never, like, it somehow never, they never mentioned it, which also led me to believe that they're such a giant organization. This is also before, like, the Internet and viral. Right, right. yeah, Not, not before the Internet, but before, like, social media. Before so, they would
2: apologize on Twitter for a little thing. Well,
0: well yeah, exactly, meaning, like, now, if I did a bit like that, I'm sure that Delta would see it through social media. But right. at the time, it was literally me physically handing out stuff. And most people would largely keep the postcards, so Though some people would send them to Delta. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, so... so. so uh, and they my, just figured... But also, right. I've since flown Delta, and actually, they've gotten a lot better.
2: Yeah, and they just figured at the time, like, well, yeah, we get this kind of stuff all the time, so it could be anybody, we don't care. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know that... Yeah, I mean, I doubt that they would get a comedian having audience members mail them like <laughs> thousands upon thousands of postcards, <laughs> but um, they probably did com- get complaints all the time. Yeah. Uh, but they're a little better. I forget. There was somebody else. No. Sleep? Oh, in some places right? Probably so terrible. Say yeah, it again?
1: Yeah. Sleep Bank?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that got, you know, yeah. subsumed into um... Got, that's, I think, now part of Bank of America. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. Well, I mean, now I'm just also aware that, I mean, also I now pay my credit card bill, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but 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 I I am now more aware of like if I were to ever settle with a credit card company, which I hope never has to happen again, um, that I would need that I would make sure that they sent me proof and I would keep that proof and I would you know because because they essentially resold my debt and I had no proof that that we had fully settled. Oh, wow. um, which is how they trick people obviously.
2: Right.
1: And then he was like, "Can I still go to jail?"
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Eugene, uh, you're like a huge inspiration to a lot of comics out here, and even though I know you're in Boston, but like like that's how your comedy affects the world. I think it's a beautiful thing. Did you know that you had it like you really inspire a lot of, you know, comedians out here.
0: Um, not not specifically, but oh. that's very really nice to hear.
1: Yeah, you inspire me, and RJ, and uh, thank you very much for doing the interview, pal.
0: Oh, sure. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah,
1: and I hope to see you Wednesday, man. If I see you Wednesday, and I like buy a postcard, will you like? Can I send it to Delta?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have that bit anymore. So I don't. And I would just give you a postcard. <laughs> I wouldn't sell it. But um, if I have anything to sell, you're welcome to buy it. Excellent. And you're also welcome to say hello.
1: All right. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you, Eugene. I, I really appreciate sure. it, though.
0: Thank you guys both. <laughs> Bye-bye. All Bye. right. Have a good one. You too. Bye.
1: Bye. That was the great Eugene Merman. That was awesome. Very nice guy. Yeah, that was probably the best phone interview I've ever done.
2: I told you, man. It's the, the reverse, reverse Friday the 13th magic. Yeah.
1: I had to end it a little short because I actually have a meeting at one o'clock.
2: No way. Yeah,
1: and then the Sam like lit me.
2: Uh oh. There's a
1: light, and I I like on the thing. I'm so like, you're not oh. gonna run the light like I, I always do. Run the light, but I do actually have a meeting, and I you know. So yeah, I had to like run it off, and I have to like.
2: Get ready to go because traffic but um oh quick quick i mean w- while we're ending it uh, i i know you want to get sponsors for the show if, the, if people want to sponsor you where where should they go
1: oh just email raza riffs at gmail.com and uh or keithraza.com but i gotta uh, mention hugene's uh, tour one more time for the folks uh on wednesday july 18th he'll be in la at the dynasty typewriter um on the seventh of August, he will be at Fort Collins at Washington's. On the eighth of August, he will be at Denver, at their Oriental Theater. On the ninth, he'll be in Portland at a at Latin, at La- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I swallowed a bug. It's you not did. good when you have a meeting. Yeah. Okay.
2: One more time from the top. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Razor Riffs. Uh, my name is. Let's Hugh. call it Gene. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, no. On the 9th, he's performing in Portland, Oregon at the Aladdin Theater. And on the 10th of August, he's playing Seattle at the Moore Theater at Sub Pop 30th Anniversary Show, which is a benefit show. Uh, tickets can be bought on HughGeneMerman.com, which is one of the best sites ever. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter at HughGeneMerman.com, Instagram, and Facebook at Mister Merman now rj is there anything where the folks can follow you
2: yeah i'm all over the social medias uh you could find me on twitter at rj signs you can find me at instagram at rj signs you can find me at facebook at rj signs and uh if uh, you're mr if, rj signs no no mr rj is my father <laughs> uh oh, that's a good point yeah so basically uh i used to do a podcast but it's still on the air could come back, never know. But if you like comedy and you like hearing my stupid voice all the time, I have a podcast called Why Am I Laughing. Talk about comedy. Talk about all your favorite movies and TVs and uh, comedy guys, and it's a fun time.
1: And then uh, when we come back, Alan Lee will be here. And uh, like the reason why I love Alan is uh, because uh makes it seem like I'm the normal one and I'm not the awkward one. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. You, who's I think who's I did, awkward? Uh, You're not
1: awkward. I think I did pretty good today.
2: Yeah, yeah. Phone interviews are tough. I mean, for as hard as a phone interview is, like, it's like just try to pick, visualize Eugene at the table, like talking to him. Like, we all did fine. That was yeah. a good time.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you, let's get on. No. Nah. I didn't say so you did fine. I'm talking about me. No, you did fine. You yeah, did great. Yeah, This is razor riffs, pal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah but uh, but no. I thought it was funny because, like, Sam was like, you want to go on Facebook Live? I was like, it's a phone interview. <laughs>
2: You should have done it. Really? What's the What's the harm? I don't know. Hey, you know what? We're too good for you. Facebook Live. Well,
1: it's like uh, It's like who are these guys talking to?
2: Uh, because
1: people. you know, so Facebook Live is better when the guest is in studio.
2: That's a good point.
1: Yeah, you know I man. Because now it just looks like we're just like uh, pushing tin. we We're not. Pushing ten is a John Cusack movie, nineteen eighty nine. Wow. Billy Bob Thornton, Angelina Jolie, Jake Weber.
2: Must love dogs.
1: Love of my slump dogs. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. He has, not to end on John Cusack now, uh, I got really got to go, but John Cusack's note, uh, his last movie that just came out, uh, it was called, I don't remember what it was called because uh, It's a weird name for a movie. Yeah. But um, I'm a huge John Cusack fan, as you know. Of course. This one was absolutely 100% terrible. Okay. Like, he's in, he's top build and he's only in it for two scenes.
2: You can only go up from there.
1: Yeah. Like, I want John Cusack. I don't want Christina Ricci. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> All right, guys. If you like the show, <laughs> subscribe to us on Razor Riffs, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Once again, thank you so much, Eugene Merman. Uh, you can follow him on social media at Eugene Merman. And Mr. Eugene Merman is his Facebook page. He'll be in L.A. on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, his website is www.huginemerman.com. It was a great interview. Thanks again, RJ, for filling in. Anytime. And uh, I'm Keith Razor. We'll see you later, guys. Oh, man,
0: that was awesome. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Reza and Alan Lee right here on L.A. Talk Radio.
2: Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you
1: enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback—good, honest, terrible—doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo. If you would like to chat with me there, www.stereo.com/keithraza.